0: Today, we are going to go over the hottest of Hydra and Sentinel takes and dip into a boatload of listener questions. My name is Matthew, and welcome to the Gamers Guild. All right. Now, today, I am joined by my most esteemed of esteemed co-hosts, Kenny. How are you doing? I'm doing well,
1: and I'm flattered but Flattered by doing well, or flattered by that you're esteemed. That just that I'm that esteemed. Like I'm, I think I'm a little esteemed, but like not the most esteemed of esteemed. That was that's a lot for me. Well, no,
0: I think it's just right for you. I'll take it. Okay. So today we are going to talk about uh, Hydra. We're going to give some hot takes for Hydra. We're also going to dip into sort of a uh, Kenny and Matthews premature sentinel dojo and then we asked the listeners on our discord for some questions and we got a whole lot so that's going to take up that's going to be sort of the meat of our episode so are you ready kenny
1: i was born ready
0: all right let's dive into it because we're going to talk about hydra and i'm going to go off the bat and say that i'm pretty sure kenny is more excited about hydra than i am (laughs)
1: <laughs> well you're uh you're all about shield right now so it's it's only fair that uh you aren't hyped about the uh, the antithesis of shield that's true I that's think... true i
0: i can't i can't even stomach including someone from hydra into my
1: into my list building
0: it's all Shield. yeah now.
1: yeah it seems wrong but hydra seems interesting i i haven't had a chance to pick up the models yet um i want to like we said this is the hottest of hottest takes um but I think they're really cool. I personally really want to try out Strucker's leadership. Just the uh, the status shenanigans that can go on there, um, and the healing seems really fun. Um, Nate in particular, I think, talked about playing Omega Red with that, and so like if enemy characters in their activation within two of the two of Omega Red, he poisons them and then heals the damage off himself, which that just seems really fun. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing about him, and I also think it's a kind of a a confusing thing, is because he has such a big block of text for our leadership. Uh, people kind of conflate the first part, like the whole thing, is being one big uh, leadership. And it's important to note with him is that you know he they have that ability of like I have a condi- I have a special condition. Now you have my special condition, and now I don't have my special condition part. But the whole healing thing is a completely separate article. It was actually Nate who pointed it out to me, how like it's, an, it's a separate line break, and they added the word additionally. So it's like double, this is separate. And it's just straight, if a character gains a special condition, enemy gets a special condition, and you're the one who did it, then you get to heal. Um, and that's important to note. Like, if you are already poisoned, and Omega Red tries to poison you, he does not heal because you have already poisoned, and you you are not you are not gaining a special condition. You know, so that's that's these, these There's a lot of intrix, intricacies. I said it wrong. Uh, there are whole intricacies. Maybe <laughs> someone tell us there there are, there are a whole lot of small points. You know, fine points to do with his leadership.
1: Yeah. I'm a I'm curious to see like how they perform in the meta right now. Um, I think they pose a lot of potential questions that people might not understand like how to handle with. Like it's it seems like just another like kind of like tricksy affiliation. Um, where if you haven't played into it before you could be gotcha maybe a couple times or just like be like, oh like they can do that and then you just learn a bunch of stuff. Well, you know,
0: since we're doing the hottest takes, I'm going to pull up the Longshanks statistical rankings for Hydra, and they're currently, with a total of 16 games, 28% win rate. That seems not good. Yeah, not good. And as a side note, with one game under its belt, Sentinels are 100%. Hey,
1: Sentinels, they're (laughs) OP. Got to nerf them already.
0: (laughs) Um, But, uh, yeah, I agree. I think... I think the thing about Hydra is definitely that it's going to have a lot of surprise and, but it's also going to, I think there's a lot of um, pieces that can kind of go together. A lot of buildings, uh, uh, building like combos. And I think those combos take time to learn. I think on the face of it, like you could probably just one shot Strucker or one round Strucker pretty easily. You know, he's, a, he's 4-3-3, but he's got five stamina. That that can go off the board pretty quickly. <laughs> so yeah. y- you got to be careful, even with his healing factor, even with all his healing leadership stuff uh, he, and his re-roll. It still can go... You uh, can still go down pretty easily. But
1: that's just Marvel dice. Yeah. Um. What do you think of uh, Red Skull's Hydra? Red Skull Master of Hydra, not the... Not the OG skull, the new fancy skull.
0: Me, I, I mean, I said this before, and I, 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 have warmed up to him a lot since our mini stravaganza episode. But he is so complex that I can, I honestly cannot tell if he is good as a leader or is he, he's better as just a splash. I mean, it is really nice that he has enemy uh, displacement, and that's the thing I I think I like the most about him is his enemy displacement. Five thread yeah. do not have a lot of enemy displacement, and and he does. I mean, it's not automatic. I mean, one of them is like a wild and a, a shield, I think, to do a push.
1: So that's not yeah. Right. That sounds. <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's a wild and a shield for a push, and I mean that's not crazy hard to hit, but also it's not too frequent. Um, That's actually the same exact triggers for
0: uh, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Steve Rogers, to hit his flurry.
1: Oh, it's also the same triggers for Corvus Glaive to hit his flurry as well. That's true. How often does Corvus Glaive hit that flurry? Uh, not as often
0: as I'd like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I think well with Steve Rogers I think it was something like 23% chance of him hitting Yeah, it's a flurry. It's a little bit more probably for Red Skull cuz it's six dice.
1: Yeah, and Chorus is pro- Chorus is probably sitting like 50-60% on it and I just liked it when it was like 80. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems he seems cool. I like his leadership giving power out to everyone uh if they're contesting or holding an objective because this is an objective based game um so it makes sense that you would want to get more benefits for holding those objectives um i'm not sure like how how often that like if that's going to help early game or late game or if it's going to be just good throughout i can see it being a lot better early games to get your machine going but late game when you're like dealing a lot more damage and taking more damage, I could see it not being as big of an impact just because you're already getting maybe so much power. But I could be wrong.
0: Yeah, I don't know because with Red Skull himself, the fact that his he he, he has only has two I guess he has three, but he, he really has two ways for himself gaining a power. One is one is with this Uh, dealing damage to himself to gain two power and then there's his attack which is only a gainer so at most per round he's probably gaining uh if he deals a damage to himself what five power including the power phase power a turn um yeah which, which you know isn't nothing but you know it's also not that great when you compare it to what other what other kind of characters, especially five threats can do in terms of power gain.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's a, he's what I would imagine. Like if there was a star Wars crisis protocol, he would be emperor Palpatine unlimited power. Right. But he also,
0: I, yeah, I I guess it's, I, I guess he, he needs the power, but he needs to spend it. He's got incredible attacks. I don't know, but also part of me is worried about it because he's he's got these he's got these defenses and I know he's got ways to boost those defenses, but there's a lot of there's a lot of mixed typing in rosters nowadays. It's not back, yeah. back in the day when, when Vision came out, you know, it was like okay, there is power and then there's the physical attacks and then there's the energy attacks and then that's pretty much it. And he just swaps between the two as needed. And nowadays it's pretty easy to have all three in a, in a squad at once. And the the person who is able to is just like, okay, well, he's two here. So I'm going to, I'm going to kill him
1: with this character. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And he doesn't have vision's ability to swap in between rounds, which is kind of a bummer. So you got to, I guess, try and pick and choose wisely. Um, But what do you think of, the Hydra affiliation, like their affiliated characters, were there any surprises, anyone you think was missing? Uh, no, I don't think that the Winter Soldier should be in
0: Hydra because the Winter Soldier in this timeline is post-Hydra. He learned, he, he remembers, he knows Hydra tactics from his time with Hydra, but we're going to have to get a different Winter Soldier
1: to be with Hydra. Sorry, Nate. Sorry, Nate. Um, I do think it's funny that there's no... Character in Hydra that has Hydra Tactics. Uh that's not true. Bob, Agent of Hydra. Does he have Hydra Tactics, the same ability? He sure does. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he does. Wow, okay. I was wrong. Uh can we just remove that?
0: Yeah, we can remove that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. The uh <laughs> I
1: think I,
0: I think the only one that I was a little surprised of, I mean, was I guess Taskmaster because he's just like everywhere, but I guess that makes sense for him. But uh, I, I didn't expect it. I guess I wasn't, I wasn't expecting Taskmaster and um, yeah. And I don't know if that matters. I don't know if he's going to end up in a squad anyway, because he doesn't really play into either leadership very, very
1: well. No, he doesn't because he doesn't have any, uh, uh, he, he gives bleed, but that's that's about it.
0: Uh, he um. gives he gives bleed, yeah, you're right. But you uh, got the bleed instead of the push on his strike. So yeah, you yeah. could do the bleed. That would be that could be nice. Um, I do think that Viper is a nice addition. I think she might yes. have a chance to see some play out of this.
1: I agree. But uh, I'm, I'm tired of Hydra. I want to talk about our new favorite toys. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. We're cooking with gas now. Mutant. stop. <laughs> <sighs> I love it. I love it. The
0: Sentinels have arrived.
1: They are here, and they are glorious, and they are
0: massive. I mean, they almost arrived. We haven't seen any tactics cards yet at the time of this recording, so this is the most premature of... Sentinel Dojoing as you could possibly come, but uh, I. Needless to say, the two of us are
1: so
0: <laughs> excited
1: for these characters. I just love like putting really big models on the table at the shop. So these guys are going to be seeing the table for for a while for me.
0: So I have a question for you before we even get started with anything. Uh, we were both pretty hyped about the Sentinels before they even came up. We just knew that they were coming. We both wanted to, wanted to see what was happening. And then in one morning, AMG drops both. They dropped the Mach 4 and then they drop the Prime and with the leadership. So we get to see both of them at the same time. Run me through your emotions when you
1: saw them. Um, When I saw the Mach 4 in the Sentinel Prime Mach 4, I was... Whelmed. I wasn't underwhelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. I was whelmed. But I, the more I thought about it, the more I got excited by it. Um, I liked, I really like their ability to get power at the end of the round. <laughs> and in particular, I really like that because it's going to play so well, I think, with their Plasma Blast attack um, to be able to add dice to their builders because um, they can spend up to three power to add three dice. Um I kind of think of it sort of like a snowball effect where like they might be slow started or slow starting, like at the end of each or at the beginning of each game. But as you're going through the game and getting more power to be able to do those bigger plasma blasts um, I think that's going to feel really, really good. So they'll start building that power. They'll be able to do their restraint cables, maybe throw in the occasional suppression protocols. I also Really like the Prime's ability. He basically has a Shuri's ability, pattern analysis to choose a character with or an allied character within four or himself, to uh, re-roll some defense or attack dice. That seems really good and some dice fixing to help them be a be a lot more effective with those boosted plasma blasts.
0: Yeah. So when I read them, I was. I have to admit when I first read them I was I was disappointed i I kind of looked at them and I was like these look boring and the I, I looked I, I got I looked at that backside I was like, okay, these's got seven health I mean that's really good for a four threat but and part of me also was very hard to distinguish that they were a four threat uh but I was also kind of like... Uh, that that it loses its builder, <laughs> like the the, the, yeah. the injured side of the of the Mach fours, it loses its builder. Its builder becomes a lot worse, a lot worse. So way you, worse. Like in a way that I I would not want to ever. It's not. Do. It's not even a
1: builder anymore.
0: It, yeah, it's not a builder. It it's, it's just an attack. It's just a four die attack that double explodes crits and hurts you for each crit it's i would go as far to say that the plasma leak attack is a. Uh, it's just not good i would just i would
1: never want to use it i would only be fishing it. for crits to try and kill someone but i'd pay for suppression protocol at that point right right I, mean, I would only use the plasma
0: leak if i had to attack somebody and i did not have the power for suppression protocols and yeah that, that would be it because it's, it's it's probably one of the worst attacks I've ever seen in my entire, <laughs> <or this> entire <laughs> game. Uh, so that that left me pretty upset. And it gains less power. I mean, its only form of gaining power on its backside is uh, that it gains a power at the beginning of the power phase and at the end of its activation. And that it... If it takes damage. And then if it takes damage, right. So And it's not exactly like these things are that tanky. Especially on its backside, it's just six threat. Again, it's a not six threat, six stamina, but again, it's a four threat. So we got to remember that it's just a four threat. Um, so I, I will say that that hung in my brain for a long time uh, to put me a little disappointed. I really wanted something that I would just have some kind of, something special to just dominate mutants or something like that, and I I didn't really see that, but. Uh, The Sentinel Prime is very good (laughs) and has a very good backside um, as it gains a lot, uh, gains lots of power on its backside. Uh, It's super tanky in terms of having so much stamina and that was enough to keep me going towards a lot of uh, ideas for lists that we'll go into soon. Yeah.
1: So what do you think of the leadership
0: the leadership. I need to see it on the table. I think that the leadership is a little counterintuitive to what uh, you want to do when you're playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Like you're not really like usually when you once you daze somebody, you've given them a bunch of power, so you your inclination is to est- essentially uh, ko them as soon as possible before they completely wreck you mm-hmm. and you get no benefit from that. But I also could, and so, so the leadership is really capped by the crisis um, value. Like you, if you, if you end up playing on 14 threat, the most power you're going to get is 14 power over the course of the game. Um, so I, 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 I don't, I feel like it does go a little counter to that, but I think what it does do is sort of what you were saying, where they really want... Their, they, they start slow in like the round one, but then they really kind of want to ramp it up after that. And yep. I think that this helps get them to that point so that they, they can have the power they need to do and try to eliminate the threats as fast as possible. Even if yeah. they don't... They don't get a leadership. They don't get a leadership proc from a KO.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I, I kind of look at it sort of like I looked at the the Black Order leadership, where, like you said, it is sort of like compounding and adding more of, to what they want to do. Um, and so I, I'm curious to try it out, mostly because I really liked how the Corvus leadership worked out for me, and so this is just that, but a little different and not a tactic slot. Um, I will so. say that if
0: it, I mean, it makes sense that's also on the days because if they had a, a max uh, power gain of 40 power over the course of a 20 threat game, that would be pretty oh, it's insane. But also it also probably a little bit win more. Like if you're gaining 35 power off this leadership on a 20 threat game, you probably won it regardless of that additional power gain. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, So there's also, it's also been pretty heavily hinted that Cassandra Nova, my girl Cassie, is going to be affiliated as well. And she's going to get some kind of tactic card, I think, to go along with the Sentinels So the Um, only
0: thing we heard about their tactics card that I heard, the Cassandra Nova thing is confirmed on stream that she is part of the Sentinel affiliation. So lock it in. Uh, In terms of the tactics card, the most we've really gotten was that they have tactics cards that expand their influence on the board.
1: That sounds awesome because they do start kind of slow and don't have the most range. Yeah, like if I was
0: thinking about tactics cards that I would want, I would want some kind of mobility tactics card, uh, like like a rainbow bridge. That would be yep. pr- pretty nice if like they could at one point spend three power and then just place their large bodies all over the board. Um, I think I would like some kind of... Uh, I think I would like some kind of either healing or self repair kind of cards, or maybe some kind of card where one of them could could kind of deal with the devil a bit. Ooh, yeah, because because they, they're so bad on their backside, and because they kind of kill themselves when they're on their injured side, that maybe there's a thing where they if they if they injure themselves or they get destroyed or something like that in any fashion, then you can play this card and then. It, you get more. Maybe it's more like a not a deal with the devil. Maybe like, like Age of Ultron. Ultron. Yeah, where it just places
1: itself within three, and there's a new one. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. So I, uh, let, let's dojo some. All right, let's dojo some. Let's th- let's start with let's start with characters. What kind of characters do we think would look would be great? Um, I think characters that have a decent mix of control and. Have like a decent chance to like maybe do a good amount of damage um, would be a good fit. Just because you want the damage to try and get that day's proc to give your other characters power, and getting that power can also help you do control because all the all the sentinels do have the uh, the restraining cables, which is just sort of a webline pull. Um, So I think characters who have maybe like throws or pulls of their own and do some decent attrition or do some decent damage are probably good fits, but you also want low threat characters. And so it's kind of hard to find both there, which is why Valkyrie I think is Mm -hmm. one inclusion who who I really like here. Yeah, she would really like that power. Oh yeah, she loves the power.
0: So Valkyrie, that's good. That that gives that gives the ability to have some uh to deal with some terrain, it could deal with some character displacement and deal some da- work some damage, give her some power that she loves to have.
1: All right. Iron Man is another one I've been thinking of. I mean, he's almost a robot, but not really. He's just a man in a robot armor. But getting him more power to more efficiently do his Friday AIs is good, and I mean, if they're getting so much power on their own, uh, you can make for some pretty big Helios lasers if you wanted to. That
0: is true. That is true. Love that uh, unaffiliated card.
1: Oh yes, it is very good. What about you? I've given two. Let's get let's get some from you. All right. Well, for me, uh, I think
0: mobility is important mobility and lasting power is really important. So I'll give two for off the bat right now. So the first one is going to be we'll do the easy one. Hood. They're immune to bleed and they can kind of take a hit and you don't want them to get on their injured side. So Hood being able to just knock three damage off of them would be is uh, very nice and also gives him he also does a lot with his power, getting those that spender off he likes, getting the heels off that he wants, and brings a mystic option if you don't mm-hmm. want to go for the Cassie or you can't fit a Cassie. Yeah, uh, and then on top of that, and that's kind of like the lead-in, but here, here's the spicy. Here's the, here's here's one of the big, mm. like, one of the most important, almost maybe even an auto include for this affiliation. And that is Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos.
1: That is not where I thought you were going. Okay,
0: well, where do you think I was going to go? You think I was going to stop at Nick Fury?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't think you were going to stop at Nick Fury. I thought you were going to go for Gwen for potential lifesavers. Oh, but, uh, here's the mobility. Here's the thing: can't lifesaver or Sentinel. Really?
0: Yep. The, the, the if you read the card, it is not the same as like Juggernaut or Dare, uh, Deadpool. It says this character cannot be advanced or pushed by mystic attacks or superpowers.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah.
0: So you can use tactics cards like Escort to Safety, which uh, you know, spoiler alert is an, I think an auto include in my tactics. But agreed. You can't. You cannot do a lifesaver.
1: Okay. Well, I will not suggest going anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: so with Nick Fury, so here's the thing about Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos. Uh, uh, first of all, I love these guys so much. Uh, they love power, so that helps them because they have so many things that they want to do on their card, and they can't do all of it because they they're sitting with a gainer. But these characters, if they move within two of a sentinel, which is just, a pretty far distance because of the large base, the 65 millimeter base, and they pop one shot at anybody, especially if there's like a midline crises. Uh, range four with a medium base gets pretty far distance. Uh, they gain a power, then they do siblings in arms, and suddenly your uh, sentinel that you thought that you that you thought was going to have to spend two actions just to get to the midpoint is now on the midpoint. medium base siblings in arms to a large base puts them contesting the midpoint at that point after that and now you have a sentinel right there in the middle uh able to spend one power for a five die gainer uh builder rather and then able to follow up with another attack and then a restraint cables
1: that's pretty sweet that is that is some spice you heard it here first
0: And if that doesn't, if that's not really working out for whatever reason, that that's not a situation that works, you still can pop off and incinerate into
1: them and let them just move up and start start blasting. I love it. Ooh, I really like that. I am gonna steal it. I am gonna steal it and make it my own. It's mine now. (laughs) (laughs) This is mine now. I really also like potentially Red Guardian or Luke Cage Mm, for heroes slash Russians for hire. Just because you can give them like a, a better physical bodyguard, because they aren't the most uh, physically defensive-minded robots. But the but the one I really want to, or another one I really want to talk about is, I think a uh, Winter Soldier, yeah, is a good spot here. Just because, I mean, you have a five, two fours, and another five for your affiliated models. So giving them that three to have a core at twelve threat is. Probably really, uh, really beneficial for them.
0: Yeah, I think Winter Soldier also, also an auto include as well because of that need to have that flexibility. And if you're running with uh, my my strategy, you take out one of those Sentinels. That's two gotcha backs coming at you.
1: Ooh, yeah, that's really cool too because you can have Prime. Mach 4, Winter Soldier, and Howling Commandos at 15 on Gamma. And have fun with that. Have fun with that. <laughs> um, What about a two-threat? Which two-threat do you think probably works best with them? It really depends on what you want to do. For
0: me, I've always been a, a ta- more tactically oriented person for my two-threats. So I've kind of leaned towards the black widow and toad situation
1: yeah i was I was thinking widow um to give you um, a really cheap long mover to maybe go snag some points and get where she needs to be, yeah,
0: you kind of see her like running between the legs of these sentinels while she's handling the business on the ground while they're you know taking care of business,
1: yeah. I mean, and you won't see her because you'll just be looking at the Sentinels and she'll just be sneaking around. Yeah, you won't even see her. You'll be just distracted by these towering menaces. Gosh. You've seen the pictures of the Sentinels next to Wolverine, right? I have. Oh my gosh. I actually,
0: I actually sent that to one of my friends and his response was, what, so what is that, like $200? <laughs> It's like, nope, no, it was like sixty. Uh, I mean, I understand because you know we played uh, other games like Armada, and they came out with the Superstar Destroyer, and that I think that was like two hundred dollars for that model. Holy cow! So, uh, nope, not two hundred dollars. Just, just, just it's it's expensive compared to the other MCP models, but uh, not oh, yeah. <laughs> not not that, that vein.
1: What about a uh, some other maybe? fours and fives or i mean if we want to go even higher sixes no sevens because we're not going to play Malakith in this list nope uh so with so with i i
0: i capped out in my notes at fours because they're already pretty expensive and personally i don't uh i kind of shy shy away from tall lists it's just not my style i'm too nervous of a player to to put all my hopes and dreams into an activation or into a model that's get valid down. Uh, so I actually had two fours as my possibility. One of them I think is actually really good. And one of them I don't know is good, but I really like the theme of it. And okay. the one that I think I'll start with the theme. No, I'll start with the, I'll start with the, the good. So the good one I think is the other Nick Fury because he another problem with the fact that they run so tall i mean they're working with what like a 12 threat core if you bounce down the bucky yeah and that means your list can be a little tall and as you know i don't like playing so tall so winter soul and they also there are a lot of crises that the sentinels don't want to be interacting with things like the extracts like spider infected and Fury offers the ability for him to allow the sentinels to do their business with you know being on secures and trying to daze characters and mm-hmm. Fury and his his agents can go and handle the extract game. I like that. I also like the idea that Fury would just hijack a bunch of sentinels to do
1: whatever he needs to do. <laughs> yeah, he's he's hacked into their mainframe. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so that that's that,
0: that's my good pick, uh, which ironically, because we both like Winter Soldier, and I think we both like Nick Fury and the Hell in Commandos, and we both like Black Widow, and I'm suggesting Nick Fury, if you can fit it for the tactics cards, it's not the worst thing in the world to have a shield dual affiliation.
1: If you go that uh, I'm sold on the shield dual affiliation. Let's build a shield, Sentinel shield roster.
0: Okay, but I'm gonna just mention my theme first. Okay, my my theme is Ultron. As my other four, yes, yes. I mean, he's a robot. Who better to control all the robots in the world? Yeah, we we sit around saying we just wish that they could create a Ultron who has multiple different Ultron's. You you're, you're given the ability to play the same Ultron. And lo and behold, the Sentinels arrive and you are able to play two of the same model. And who better to take care of that than someone who controls them? And if you play Ultron, I mean, no joke, having Ultron and the Sentinels, you meet up against Convocation is a pretty good counter to counter. All four defenses with Wildcuff thing is double.
1: Not so bad. Sounds... Awesome. Um, the four I was thinking of, um, because you brought up the genius idea of Nick Fear and the Howling Commandos, is Medusa. Mm. So you can have crazy amounts of placement for for your friends to go all over the place and be where they need to go and not really waste the movement that's a lot more important for them.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love... I love uh, Medusa. I played a lot of her with Shadowlands, Daredevil, uh, and I, and and that's sort of the same concept that I had with uh, with Fury, which is being able to to uh, support the Sentinels, to make make them their best selves.
1: Oh yeah, I think they can get around a lot better with uh with those two abilities. Um, I mean, if you have both of them uh i mean you probably
0: need to do an r&d in order to make medusa's thing work but if you had both of them in an r&d you can very easily get two sentinels to the midpoint without yeah. someone else suggested me i saw on a discord using lockjaw and that lockjaw if you position appropriately can get two sentinels Ooh. to the midpoint um, that sounds really cool. Or pretty close to the midpoint, maybe. I don't remember if it's to the midpoint or if it's just shy of the midpoint, but I think it might actually get them to the midpoint.
1: It's a not too of a too expensive of a delivery method, but then he's just sitting there doing nothing for a round.
0: Oh yeah, he's then still stuck in your deployment if you
1: do that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it could be worth it. I don't know. Um the only five I've thought who might be worth it is Dr. Strange Sorcerer Supreme. What you want are suggesting Dr. Strange. I would, I mean, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty in character for me. Um, but he has the, uh, the range three placement as well, which can do go or go a long way for them. My build personally that I've been thinking about is um, a dual affiliation convocation, sentinels list um because the sentinels have that bonus on their mystic defense i kind of leaned convocation when when i've been dojoing with myself funny enough that the uh the
0: affiliation has yet to reveal either of their five tactics cards It's the affiliation that we have paired up with the most tactics cards heavy affiliations yeah i know <laughs> Uh, we'll
1: see what the uh, sentinels actually offer.
0: Yeah, they they might drop like three bananas ca- cards, and then suddenly our all our
1: hopes and dreams fall through. Yep. Um, what do you think for crisis cards? What do you th- what do you think they're going for?
0: So, I think that you want, I think you want C shapes for your secures, um, because. Uh, I don't you know you don't want scoundrels that's that's not going to help them at all they can't I don't think they can really contest too much with that and they can yeah. get overrun. Uh, I, I bees I don't think are bad for them but I also think that they're not great you know you you, you could do meteors which I think I have in my uh, meteors to see uh, like mm-hmm. mad men isn't great for them because there's still just three defense Infinity is good because they get more power, but at the same time, they're, they're going to spend a lot of actions moving and they can't really pivot between the two areas well, assuming, you know, tactics yeah, cards. That we know and, of. we know of. And so I'm not entirely... I sold on Bs and Ds. I think these aren't the worst because I think that they can kind of dominate a region of the Ds pretty well and just kind of own like three segments of it. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't seek it out but with the Cs again with the concept of having something like nick fury at least popping one over uh it does allow them that they can either double move and contest and call it a day for for the round or they can just move and blast whoever comes to, comes there and worry about the next round afterwards and maybe if they get uh, the damage through they can pull them off with the strength cables so I think see deadly meteors, terrigen clouds, and intrusions.
1: Yep, those More are the three. Those are the three I'm thinking too. Um, terrigen, because all the sentinels are immune to bleed or yes. not bleed to poison. To poison, and if you bring in Medusa, so is she. Hmm, that's true.
0: And I think Ultron too. I don't remember if Ultron is. Well,
1: yeah, that's actually a a decent seventeen. You have. Or a decent twenty. You have Prime, both the Mach fours, so that's thirteen, and then you have Howling Commandos and Medusa. Yep, and yep. that's is twenty math.
0: Or Howling Commandos and Ultron, whatever you want. Because yeah, that's true. You could do Ultron too. So yeah, I think the the that works. You know, I don't think they like they don't want the stun. And they don't want the low threat of uh, Fisk. And that nope. pretty much leaves you where you're at for your seeds.
1: Yeah, they really aren't going to, like, stun. Um, what about Extracts? Spider Infected is bad. Bad. Oh, nope, don't do those. Very bad. Um, bad. I don't think they care for the single Extracts, because if someone like a, a toad or a black cat gets them and just runs away, I don't think they have... That we know of i don't think they have the ability to chase them down yeah it's a tough one the problem
0: is there's not a lot of extracts out there right now so i mean right off the bat i think they like research station because it's hard to move them and they can control they have a lot of they have control of their own and they can they can you know they have good attacks Yep. So, I think research station attacked, you know, while not amazing, I think they can definitely make work. And I think that if at a low threat for them, that's one of those uh, situations that were low threat could actually benefit them because they can go for that 13 point core and then um, a Howling Commandos, as an example. And yeah. then, they, then they could basically have three bodies sitting on there that essentially aren't being moved.
1: Yeah, and um, if you saw Ryan Farmer's post on Facebook where he uh mapped it out to so where if you have all three sentinels sitting on the research station in the middle, uh, if you have them all like positioned perfectly on it, uh, even like small bases can't contest it. So
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean it's it would be tough, you know, in reality to do that
1: because you yeah, can't you
0: can't activate all three at once. But
1: No, I know. It's it was a completely joke post that he made. But But, I um, mean, but it's also not,
0: uh, it's not nothing that they, uh, that they can do something like that, that they can, there's three large bases that there's the positive that they can take up a lot of space, which makes it harder for your opponent to contest, but also because they are so big, you need to restrain cables, people off so that there's a space for them to be, and don't even get me started if there's terrain in the way, which will lead to a tactics card of mine. But uh, research station definitely. I think that Montesi um, is important because, again, you can hop somebody right up there and, and blast them if they go and grab that middle Montesi, you know, without priority. And they're not bad; they're not they're not too bad with a, a, just holding on to a book. Uh, but yeah. it's it's mostly just the fact that there's there's just not a lot. I mean, yeah, I think fun. Hammers is the third. Yeah, see, the problem with Hammers... Hammers is a third in, inherently because you're thinking um, they don't have any Tactics cards. But they might have Tactics cards that make us think we don't want them to have Hammers. I also don't think that they are the best at Hammers. I also think giving people more Attack Dice into them is not a good thing. They don't have anything that's, that outright says, oh, I'm good at Hammers. They're just it's the least problematic. It's it's the most neutral. But I think actually, if I was going to go with it, I'm so concerned with something like that that I would probably lean towards either a struggle for the cube or for alien ship. Um, The reason for that is that um A struggle for the cube gives them more power. They have a they have a big stamina pool, so they can they can handle that. But an alien ship is the one that makes it so that if somebody was to grab something from them,
1: they only got one move away. Yeah, that's true. I so, could get behind alien ship, and it's twenty threat and, and it's twenty threat. Yeah, so you could put a lot more things on the board to deal with that. Yeah, and honestly, I I
0: probably in the beginning would not even try and flip unless I'm like at the end, I have the last activation and they don't have like a black cat or something grabbing it afterwards. I probably wouldn't even spend the power. I would just like use it to way to slow the crises down a bit.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Um, Let's not go too crazy on tactics. But what are, let's say five tactics you think they should consider? Five. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you
0: a bunch of tactics cards, and I'm gonna do it really quickly. Uh, Warpath improve improve your mobility. They're gonna be attacked, and they're gonna to want to get to where they want to go. So Warpath, smash because you want to remove all. First of all, smash is great because it gives them potential four extra dice to an attack, and also it removes some probably some really big terrain that's getting in the way of them standing where they need to stand. Uh, Recalibration matrix because Malekith exists. Fall back because, um, you know, that's a pretty good thing. They just maneuver your, get extra maneuverability and not get double tapped when they don't want, really want to get hit hard. Escort to safety because at the end of the activation, they gain two power. So usually your sentinels are going to end up with three power. So immediately around one, uh, once you have two sentinels activated, they can escort to safety each other. Each other. Uh, face me because, again, they have three power, and they can at any point use face me in order to pull somebody off of a point and then age of ultron because I had Ultron and then finally finally we have Brace for Impact and Indomitable because we live in a world where there's Malekith.
1: I asked for five you gave me nine. I said I would do really fast. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I like uh I like all of those. <laughs> those are all really good. Um the only one I could think to add is oh i forgot what it was um but that's also nine so we don't know what tactic cards they're going to have um but a missile domination because cassandra nova right um gotta have that um Um, if you're including her mission yeah mission objective is a is a staple i think that's a good one yeah um you have um, marked for death to potentially stop rerolls or p- stop people from running away from your sentinels. Um, That's a good one, yeah. Because the stealth doesn't matter because they're range three attackers. Yeah. Stealth isn't going to be a big deal at all. Um, I think that uh, those are all like the big ones I can think of for them. I really like the Warpath. That you mentioned, Um, giving them that extra mobility is really good. Yeah, especially when you really really like it.
0: Especially when you have a lot of these like range five, you know, range four attackers who think they can just sit out there and be safe, so they can attack somebody, and now they'll they have a sentinel in their face. (laughs) Surprise! Yeah, yeah. Oh, Rocket and Groot are there. Well, you just shot me, so I'm moving up. I'm going to restrain cables Groot away, and then I'm going to kill your Rocket
1: hmm sounds pretty wonderful
0: um what about your thoughts on the restricted cards
1: i i think those are 100 the restricted cards you probably should take um indomitable and brace because you don't want your sentinels being thrown into each other or into your other characters so that's potentially preventing let's see at least two damage for the guaranteed collision plus the uh the 12 damage that you would get from the throws. So a potential killing of 14 damage uh, in two tactic slots. Like I'd say that's pretty good and worth the inclusion.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are not a lot of characters in this game that can um, push or push or throw uh, a size five character. Uh, but unfortunately we do live in a world where <laughs> there's a Malekith and so we do need to present ourselves with that. Um, I think that's probably one of the the scariest things in the current meta about having sentinels is that you could pre- you could see a Malakith in someone's roster and be concerned about it, and then you go in there and you play, you bring in Brace or and or Indomitable for to try and counter that, and then they don't play Malakith, and then you're just down to essentially down to tactics cards
1: yep and that but i mean that, they might have it. plenty of other stuff to offer to where it doesn't feel bad that you're missing out on your restricted cards because i think even if you don't play them they're probably worth it to have on the on the chances that you do end up playing that
0: right and then, and, and there's other characters you, you you will likely have on the board that could be affected by bracing and indomitable and, and so it usually won't be a waste but yeah, absolutely, uh, and, and it's really weird to think that you need to bring something like Indomitable when, when you're dealing with a size five character. But you know, essentially, if you did face a Malekith, um, round one, if you you can probably play it, hopefully play it where he's not throwing you. But you know, you have essentially between Escort to Safety, Indomitable, and Brace for Impact, you have uh, you essentially have three rounds that Malekith is not doing anything with his throw. Mm-hmm. And if by then you're in round four, and if you're not winning the game then by then, then you're probably losing the game. So it doesn't matter that he's going to throw. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's it for, uh, that's all I got for Sentinels. I think that's all we got for Sentinels. So that's, that, that that seems to be a good rundown about our very, very incredibly premature thoughts about how to best use your our new robot overlords and that I welcome gladly and let's move on to uh to, to talk about our our sponsor
1: this show wouldn't be possible without the members of the guild hall and our sponsors tritex games based in the eu and war room hobbies based here in tennessee Both are great local gaming stores that have game nights and are supporting their local communities. So, if you're shopping online anyway, please consider using them as an option to support an LGS instead of a company like Amazon. And to help beat those prices, I've got some codes that will help you save even more off their already discounted prices. If you use the code TRITEXGGCP5 at checkout, you will save an extra 5% off Tritex's MCP selection. And if you check out at War Room Hobbies, you can use the code MCP2022 for an extra 10% off of your order. And if you're already shopping from your LGS and are wanting to support the Guild's videos or podcasts, check out our Patreon page. For as little as a dollar a month or $12 a year, you can help us continue to put out content for Marvel Crisis Protocol. And as an added bonus, you can come hang with us in the Gamers Guild Discord and ask us listener questions like we're getting now. Our first question comes from Sandbox. What are your opinions on the state of the game currently, and what would you like to see updated and or changed? I think that... (laughs) That's a heavy question. Um,
0: I think that the state of the game, for the most part, is good. However, I do agree that there are... I think that the game is starting to kind of when we were getting to the time when they did the big errata about a year ago, I think the game is starting to feel some of that weight uh, where there's some char- some outlier characters. You've got your, the Voodoos and the Black Cats, and now we have the Malekiths. And I think that that is kind of condensing the game in terms of what you can do for roster selection at a competitive level. Although I don't think that I also think that these characters could not necessarily be great to see on a casual level. I think that um, some of these characters are presenting a world where you go to your local game night and then you say, "Okay, we're going to play some MCP. We're just playing casual. These let's not play these characters." And I think when we're at a place when the discussion of what characters we should not be playing because we just want to play a casual game that means that there's some fixes that need
1: to be made. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think the, the meta right before Malekith released was probably the best it's been in a long time. Yeah. And I think Malekith has sort of really thrown that off balance. I do think um, Voodoo and Juggernaut and Black Cat and maybe Toad could see some changes, but I'm not as big on them getting changed but I mean bringing them back down just a little bit and tightening up that curve again probably isn't a isn't a bad thing at all. Yeah, and
0: I and I agree with AMG not like outright saying, "Well, every year we're going to make changes" because that doesn't that's not a good strategy either. You know, doesn't put a lot of confidence into their game, but I do think that they they do need to like unofficially behind the scenes be thinking about what what they can do to just tighten up the game a little bit? I mean, I and I agree that I think that before Malakith came out, we were in a really good meta. There were some, there was a lot of stuff in there that you had to deal with. But I also felt that there was tech, and there were things like Shadowland Daredevil coming out really helped with dealing with people like Toad and Voodoo who are coming in and they aggressively try to take your your stuff and then you aggressively murder them in return. So uh, I think that that really helped. And I felt there was a lot of good back and forth, but then Malaketh came out and it's just too overwhelmingly of a a counter to so much in the game that it just, if you want to go to any decent level of competition, you're going to see Malaketh, and you're just like, well, I'm not expecting to win because I'm not bringing Malaketh, and I don't want to tech against him.
1: Yeah, I mean he he's a piece that you I think have to have at least put some good amount of thought into and like there'll always be those pieces. And so that's why you just play black order like I did and you just kill everything anyway. It's the it's the solution for all meta problems. Yep, sure. So our next question also from
0: the sandbox is what are your hot take predictions and your wishes for releases for next year? Either models or affiliations.
1: Ooh, this is a this is a fun question. I know, AMG talked a decent bit at the end of the mini extravaganza that we were going to be seeing like more Asgardians and more spider foes and all that fun stuff. So that'll be really exciting. I think the affiliation I would want to see is probably champions. Um, I've been they've been recently released in a. The game Marvel Champions, coincidentally enough, and they seem like they could be a fun affiliation to put on the table. But that's that's who I'd want. So someone like people like Nova, and I mean, we already have Miss Marvel and Spider Man Miles Morales. So getting like a another affiliation for those two could be a lot of fun to play.
0: I have one word, and that
1: word is Doom. <laughs> I loved that so much. That,
0: that answers both my model request and my affiliation request.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm about it. I, I I am looking forward to a, hopefully a year from now when they announce that whatever the Fantastic Four, but but Doctor Doom is announced and they reveal him and then everyone is no longer complaining about Malekith because here comes the new OP god, Dr. Doom, to rule over all of us. Doom.
1: (laughs) Uh, That'll be great. Our next question is from Todd, aka Pickle. Uh, What can make defenders competitive again or at least playable?
0: I mean they're they're legally playable.
1: Yeah, I think I think they're playable. I think you're going to have a a pretty strong uphill battle trying to get them to work. I mean, I know sooner played them in TTS season 8 and had some success, not as much as he would have liked, but they can work somewhat. They're probably what would make them competitive again, probably a lower threat leader would be a would be a huge help and some just like some more tactics. I mean, pentagrams is cool, but, and it was kind of crazy broken before, but like it's not really an easy tactic to pull off now or that effective of one. So, more tactics, lower threat leader, and I think they're golden. Yeah, I agree with all those points. I think that
0: the only thing you can do right now is to play them a lot and lose a lot. So you can learn what to do and play them. And then I think even if you do that, you're probably still got a ceiling. I mean, everything, you can win with anything in this game, but you are putting a certain ceiling, um, as Sooner says, playing in hard on hard mode if you're playing with defenders. But uh, they, they need that roster flexibility of not being locked into a five-threat leader. But honestly, you know, even if they didn't get that, I just think that the tactics cards and maybe even a crisis that really they can they can benefit from uh, in some manner that would be that would also be helpful. I mean, there's a lot of ways. The problem with them is that they just don't have anything. They they have a, a big roster full of good characters, but other than that, they don't have tactics cards. They're not really great on any crises. And they have an expensive leader with a mediocre to subpar
1: leadership. Yeah, that's probably fair. I know I like it more than a lot of people, but I mean, I like the Corvus leadership a lot too, and people seem to trash on that, so... It's because it's not good, but you know this.
0: <laughs> but uh, at least with the Corvus leadership, you get it. Like you do it, and then you get it with the Defenders leadership. You, you're you're betting too much on the dice before they're rolled. It's just I mean we talked about this a lot in our our affiliation uh, leadership tier episode, but it's it's just not it's not good enough to overcome the fact that it doesn't have anything else aside from a, a good roster. Yep. I agree. So give them, so give them all of that stuff and they're playable pickle.
1: I mean, they're playable now, right? They're they would just be competitive.
0: Yeah. Agreed. So we're going to move on to finger guns, AKA Sammy Two pews. What? Pew, pew. This is a long one. So buckle up. Uh, so, What's so wrong about playing good game pieces in and out of affiliation? Is it more okay to bring a boogeyman in affiliation, such as Voodoo in Midnight Suns, Convocation, or even Avengers, than it is to splash Voodoo elsewhere? Another example would be Malekith in Cabal and Thanos in Black Order. So essentially he's saying, what is wrong With taking a very incredibly powerful piece and playing it outside of an affiliation, uh, or is it better, you know? I guess, you know, from a social perspective, maybe to only keeping
1: them playing them when they're in affiliation. There's a, I have one word to answer this. Nothing. There's a, there's nothing wrong with playing good pieces in and out of affiliation, especially if you're going to be in a more competitive environment like the the online leagues or like a tournament like nashcon now if you're rolling up to your locals night and maybe uh, you're rolling up with the the strongest list and your opponent is just trying to play like a more casual or fun game uh maybe not do it there but for the most part like i would say like there's really nothing wrong with wanting to to play the best things and wanting to win. Do I personally enjoy doing that? No, but that's that's my preference.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree to a certain extent. So I, I have noticed a lot on the competitive part of MCP that you get a lot of people apologizing <laughs> for the things that they do or making a reason why they're using a piece. I remember hearing a lot of times people would play something like voodoo but they would say but i'm but i'm playing avengers so he's an affiliate I'm not going to use a piece that's not affiliated you know and um and i think that that there's a certain t- stigma when you're taking a powerful piece and putting it outside of affiliation and trying to homogenize what is the character selection in a competitive meta and so and i think that that's that's the mentality that finger guns aka sammy two pews is thinking about i do think that to go a little gentle on this but i do think that the greatest benefit of mcp can also be its curse which is the fact that you can play any character anywhere and i think that at a certain certain characters i do feel like they could end up being a little difficult to balance like a malekith or a thanos or two really good examples of it because um you're not just the conversation ends up being less about how to to make this character work with their affiliation whatever it is and then it becomes which is the better version of this you know Amazing character is it, it who's the best Malakith? Is it the Winter Guard Malakith? Is it the Shield Malakith? Is it the Cabal Malakith? And I think that that usually ends up being a sign that this character should probably have gotten the Dormammu treatment where it should have been affiliation locked.
1: Yeah, I can 100% get on board with that. Um. Our next question comes from one of our partners in crime, Merzane. He asks, will Sentinel's size be more of a help or a hindrance? Depends on which tactic cards you take. Yeah. I think the tactics cards are a huge thing. Like we said earlier, Brace, Indomitable. Probably really good for their uh, their size. But the other thing too is... Uh, if they potentially run into the Malakith problem, I don't think there's going to be many boards that they don't fit on because they're a lot more vertical than Malakith is horizontal, and so like I don't think they'll run into anything where like maybe like they don't fit on terrain or under terrain or something. Um, if they fit under terrain, I'd be really curious to see what terrain you're playing with.
0: Yeah, I think that I think it's both. They both help. And a hindrance. You know, they're a help in terms of 98% of the game can't move them and therefore they can be that kind of dominating presence and their size makes it so that they can use cards like Smash in order to uh, destroy terrain and improve their offense. And there could be a hindrance if you face into somebody and they get thrown into your character. Unfortunately, something like Malika's Throw is omnidirectional so you can't even place yourself so that you're backstopped, but you can place yourself so that you can only either be thrown into the size one trash can or you have to be thrown to someplace that doesn't hurt your rest of your teammates. So positioning can help. Yeah. So the next question is from our lovely friends over at house party protocol. Will, and he says, are we at a point where having an answer to, a boogeyman, a Mal or a size five or whatever is on your point will be critical to a competitive list building. And then there's a follow-up question, which is for the two mentioned, namely uh, Mal or a size five character, uh, what are your best answers?
1: I still haven't played even against Malekith, which is kind of crazy. I managed to not play him at Nashcon, um, had two chances for it, but it didn't end up happening um because they were scared of playing Malakith in the black order so that might be one option is play black order the other the other thing with Malakith is just uh, like maybe i don't know kill his friends try to stagger him as much as you can um and limit his impact um as for as for the size fives bring things that might can throw or displace them someone like black swan who can throw them on her i'm mentioning another black order character um but black spawn can throw size five characters on her everything dies attack Groot can do it red skull can do it so characters who can uh displace them are probably a good call i mean it's not too hard to at least slot one character in for those matchups or someone like angela or she hulk who get a get a pretty big boost off of a. Uh, bigger characters on some of their attacks.
0: Yeah. Or, and you know, Yeah, just kill them. You don't yeah, have to worry about them. displacing them if, if you kill them. <laughs> um, to answer the first part of the question, I agree with everything you said about the other ones, but I also have not played too much into Mal. I dodged him a lot, which is the best solution. That's the best answer to all your problems is just dodge them. But um, I do think that we are getting to a point, I think the more pieces that come out, the more puzzles uh, AMG throws into our meta and the meta constantly evolves to what is the power piece at the time. And I I think we are kind of getting to a point where there's just too many things for you to be able to tech against everything. And I think that the answer to that is you kind of need to analyze your meta if you can, or take a guess at what you think the meta is going to be and tech for that meta as as much as doesn't hinder your list and your own game plan. And when you go to your tournament, you see if you're right. And that's kind of how it is with most, at least in my experience with war gaming that I've played in the past is that you, the person, the people who are successful. At a given tournament, are the ones that have guessed the meta the best and have the best pieces for handling it, as well as you know player skill and all that. But the but they, I've seen a lot of really good players not make cuts, and I've also seen a lot of really good players make cuts. And you look at their lists, and you look at the lists that they face, and it's not even so much a meta of what you is at that tournament; it is the mini meta of what you face. Because there could be a third of the list could be Malachiths, but you never face Malachoth in the entire tournament because that's that's just not how, you know, the the matchups work for you. So if you tech against Malachith and you never faced Malachoth, then you guessed your mini meta wrong.
1: Yeah. I don't have anything else to add to that. That was a good answer. Next two questions, uh they're sort of along the same line, so we're just gonna tackle them at once. We got Todd, a.k.a. Pickle again, uh, are we in major need of new Crisis cards and why? And Mad Mulligan, do you have any ideas for Crisis cards that you would like to see in the game? Uh, yeah, Yes, we need, we need new Crisis cards.
0: <laughs> because yeah, they keep, I
1: think, they're taking them away from us at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think we need a few more extracts. Give me another B-shaped extract, please, AMG. As far as new Crisis card or any ideas on Crisis cards... I would love something that's a B. I'd love something that's like maybe hammers, but for defense dice and makes your superpowers cost one more. Um, I think that would be fun because it's like armor that's weighing you down. So it makes you less effective, but that's the only thing. And I'm not a game designer, so that could be crazy busted. Uh, Yeah. I I think uh, I would love an
0: extract that you get, that has sort of like an area effect like maybe something like an F extract, but instead of the middle point being a uh, something you pick up, it's more like the, you know essentially the B side, the B's of the F extract uh, gain you more points depending on how close you are to like the beacon in the middle or something like that. Um, I think that would be a pretty cool way to um, uh, make sure you have engagement as well as uh, bring in a new mechanic. I think we could do another A extract, maybe take another swing at that, but just make it uh, fit with the world that we have now. <laughs> yes, please. So that doesn't just get broken every single time someone gets released. And that would be nice. And I wouldn't mind some more secures uh, too. I mean, I, I'd love to have more of everything. <laughs> you know, I'd like yeah. a, another D secure, honestly. So would Merzane. He loves the D. He does. So the next question is from Rylan with it being so long since a particular podcast has had an episode. I don't know what that is referencing to, but it's
1: referencing advanced R and D. Oh, Oops. Oh, you have, a, is that still around? Uh, oh. we've talked about it. It's life is busy and it's life. hard. And so it's been really hard to do that, but we're, we're talking about ways to, uh, Make it happen again and make it easier on both Merzane and I. All right. Okay. So let's get a little sneak peek. What is your current favorite secret jank, Kenny? Oh, my current secret favorite jank has been Super Giant with the Soul Gym to get her as much power as possible. Playing her in Cyclops X-Men to try and get her spender to proc as many times as possible. I've rolled this thing 10 to 15 times at this point and have still never hit it. And I've talked to people. I think it's like one absolute Matt hit it like two or three times in one game. And so I, I want to know that feeling. I need it.
0: <laughs>
1: um,
0: I don't, uh, I'll make it simple. I don't really have any favorite secret jank at this time. I've been spending so much time trying to figure out Shield and Sentinels and just having spent a whole bunch of time with Shadowland that I've just been and nothing about that is uh janky. I mean I like finding out the different things. Like I like the advanced R and D trick with Shadowland where you can get Bucky up there or Medusa up there and just start attacking without wasting their move actions the first round and also do no matter the cost with X twenty-three is one of the things I love doing because I just I just love coming out aggressively in those kind of, that that type of stuff. And then you heard all my potential jank uh with the Sentinels. So that could also end up being jank,
1: who knows? Yeah. That sounds good and about right. Um, next question from Eric B. Who do you think would be part of the next card update? Let's say there's another card update pack in 2023. Let's do uh let's do 3 3 nerfs and 3 buffs each. All right. Uh so
0: <laughs> I'm probably going to take the easy ones, but <laughs> I think we need to nerf Black Cat and by and not even necessarily nerf, but maybe it you know tone alter, down alter. It could be even just an alter. You know, just yeah. make it a little different, but uh, nerf black cat and voodoo and i'm gonna say nerf the hulk a little bit Ooh, after he just got a change and and he got a buff and then he got a, a nerf right before he got released if you if you remember that um so oh yeah they changed the uh puny banner from yeah. a three powered to a four powered to do it but uh i think he needs to be toned down just just a little bit just a little bit
1: that's fair. What about I your nerfs? nerfs? My nerfs would be, um, I think, Juggernaut. Um, mostly, like, every, most of everything on him is fine. I think him being able to slide around as much as he does is probably not good. Um, I think, um, so you, let's see, you said Hulk, Voodoo, and Cat. Yep. So I'm not going to say those. Um, I think another candidate could be Thanos, um, even though he'd be an a- he's an 8 threat character, and so he should be a freaking baller. Um, I could see them doing something to him, maybe. Uh, I don't think they'd make his portal once per turn, but uh, I'm not but entirely just, sure. Just faction lock him. Just faction. Oh, yeah, faction locking him would be perfectly fine. Um, and then one final nerf, I would say would be while you're thinking about that. I didn't mention what, what I would do
0: uh, with voodoo. I would probably, I mean, there's a lot of things you can do with voodoo. You can try to take things, a couple things away from him, but like, I think just making his possession either, uh, once per turn, or you have to re- recall it in order to do it again, which would effectively make it once per turn um i think that would be good for him and black cat i think you just need to do something with her her um her steel so that it just i think you just need to make it cost more if you just even if you just make it cost four instead of three it removes a lot of the turn one and even turn two shenanigans that she has around one and round two shenanigans that she has so that she can uh and and I think that's fine. Make it four or five cost, and that probably is enough to set her in line.
1: That's fair enough. It's uh, going to be way too early to do anything to Dormammu. As much as I would love for that to happen, we're on the nerfs here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> not, oh, I meant to say Malak. <laughs> no, Malak, nerf him now. <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to wait. Yeah, <laughs> we don't need to wait. But um, I mean, those are the only. I mean, I think there's. The game's in such a good spot that really only five characters would need to be brought down just a slight peg. Um, you, maybe,
0: you mentioned toad before. What would you Yeah, change maybe by toad?
1: toad. Um I just don't know what I would do to him. Um maybe I would make have, his Finder's Keepers cost a little bit more or slippery cost more. I would just uh honestly, I would just have him be four four
0: instead of five three. Okay, I think I think that's sufficient enough, and then he's easier to to kill.
1: Yeah, I can get behind that. What about a? Uh, oh, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. I was going to say let's move on to uh to some buffs. buffs. All uh, right, you want to start? I'll, I'll start this one. Yeah. Um, I mentioned him already. Uh, Dormammu, I think, could use maybe a slight buff. Um. I think he's a seven threat character who's eight threat because his leadership is so good. Um, but I think that's still decent being a little undertuned um for what we'd want at eight threat. Um, not to say, I don't know. I think he's plenty good. Maybe just like a, like a little reroll or something to, to help him out and be a little more consistent for an eight threat. Malikith has his dice fixing. So Dormammu getting, maybe just like a little bit of reroll help could be beneficial. Um, I think Viper and sin are the, the two others who I think could use a buff, um, sin mostly on on her health pool. Um, four, six is just, she just dies too easily. She melt, like she folds like a, like a piece of paper. Um, and then Viper, um, I just think Viper could do something because I don't, I mean, maybe maybe Hydra will help her out. But I just don't ever see anyone really playing her all that often. Like she's just kind of lackluster. Maybe maybe giving her the 6-6 health treatment um, to make her a little more survivable could be helpful to her. I mean with stealth she's pretty decent.
0: Uh I think I think the new Hydra release probably gives her a, a stealth buff as it yeah. would be. Um so that might that may might be enough for her just just to give her a a home cuz she's she's there's nothing wrong with her. She's just boring and nobody actually very few people actually care about the character in the comics so
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's the real issue.
0: So for mine I'm gonna go with first. I'm gonna go with my love, OG Daredevil. Yep. Um, he needs something. I mean, they came out with a new Daredevil. It's the same threat, and it's just miles better than he he's is. He's a baller. So just give him some of that stuff, even or do something, make him make him more fun. So he's not just somebody who just moves and strikes, and that's about it. Um. That. So th- I think that. I think the Amazing Spider Man could use just to give him a web line really yep I, it's just it it's just weird that he's a spider-man and he does no character displacement
1: yeah that's fair
0: so I and I don't think he's playing that much. And I think if he had a a character displacement, just a web line, even if it was a once per turn web line, because he's too busy bouncing on people, I think it still would be enough to give him what he needs to start getting a lot more play. And then I'm sure a lot of people out there would think I'm going to mention uh, a mutant, but I'm not.
1: Boo mutants.
0: So for my last one, I think we need to have a little bit of a buff to Dr. Octopus. Octopus. Just a little bit. I think he's fine. He's fine. But I think he, because he's so integral to what Spider Foes does, I think that he needs to have something to, to, to give him a little more of a boost. Um, and I honestly, it could just be just to make his throw be size three instead of size two. That's usually a really good thing. Yes. Um, or yeah, that's, that, that would honestly be enough of a, just a buff, maybe have him be a six, six for his three threat, but I guess that's a little much for a three threat. So yeah, th- five, five, six, give it, make us throw size three if it's, and, and call it
1: a day. Yeah, I can see that. Honestly, like I could see them doing more buffs than nerfs this time around. Cause you have people like Wong, you have... I mean, a bunch of people complain about the X Men, but really, they're fine. The X Men are um, fine. Some of their X Men are a little lackluster. Let's be honest. Ant Man and Wasp could probably use a little something, but not too much. Um, and then, oh, Hella is another one. Who Do I think Hella? They, they made a Hella in this game. They made a Hella in this game. Wow! And she's she's got some fun mechanics, but she just. I think could use a little more as well, but yeah. uh, that's a that's I think it for any kinds of buffs I can think of. Yeah, I mean the game is more or less where it is. It's I, I honestly
0: of the opposite mind. I I I, ca- I care a little less about the buffs. They could buff a couple of people, but I think they just need to put a few other people in line and just just to remove some of the oppression. But let's move on. We've talked about this a lot yeah Uh, so if your other co-hosts that aren't on the episode were in Marvel Crisis Protocol what would their best superpower be and what would Nate's leadership be as the founding member of the Gamers Guild also Merzane comes with the tactics card Dale what does it do
1: (laughs) Um. Oh gosh. Uh, I think Merzane's. I'm gonna go with his tactic card Dale first.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
1: just because I thought of that one earlier, and I th- I thought of a really good answer for it. His tactic card Dale would be, it would only be like this would say this card can only be played when he's playing Kenny. When he's losing and when all hope is lost, he can play this card and do whatever kind of nonsense he does whenever we play and win the game it's just that (laughs) when he's playing it's it's just that the tactic card that's what dale
0: is plays dale wins game
1: yeah (laughs) Uh, that's good
0: that's a good one but but i bet it costs at least 10 power
1: it costs it costs 10 power but (laughs) he he does it every Uh, freaking time
0: uh, I w- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Rizane's, uh superpower, and I'm gonna give him Merc with the mouth.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Um, Sooner's power would 100% be um, either the uh, it's either hydro tactics or um, or the siblings in arms to place models around. Because he is Coach Sooner, and he's really good at directing people where to go. That's true. That's true. He could he could have the tactical what field leader. Yeah, but then he'd be, have a lame superpower. Apparently, according to X Men. Oh, no, you just make it cost one less, and that's that's perfect. Oh, okay, yeah, two cost field leader for Sooner.
0: That's right, two cost field leader for Sooner. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Nate for his superpower. I'm gonna give him the best superpower in the game I'll give him a character throw
1: no oh, that's mighty kind of you i think i, I feel he, like we, i feel like we should do one for each other as well it just seems right okay all right you go first this is your idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah no now i gotta think i put <laughs> i put myself on the spot for you gosh I, I mean i can think of an attack i can give you i would give you Um, captain america shield throw the uh steve captain america oh that's mighty nice but i I would give you the push as well oh
0: so i get the ultimate shield throw. do i get five dice too you get
1: five dice as well
0: five dice with a push and a power gain love it Uh, i'm gonna give you uh i'm going to give you Telepathic the telepathic suggestion power.
1: Oh, which one is that one?
0: Oh, the fact that you don't know this one. It breaks me breaks my heart, Kenny. Breaks my Sorry.
1: Heart. I it's, don't know all the names off the top of my head. There's so many. When this when this character
0: is attacking, it can use this superpower during the modify opponent's dice step of the attack. If it does, it may re-roll one opposing defense down
1: oh is that a black swan that's black swans i that is the superpower on her i have used the least <laughs> but just I think, because I, I just kill people and don't even need it and i think it's the most fitting for you
0: i think you mess with everyone else's plan and it's once they think everything is right
1: you just pull something up and it works that's that's fair um what about nate's leadership I think he, we just give him the the Corvus leadership. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he loves power. Um, you know so we, it works. We'll get we'll give him the core. No,
0: but here's the thing, because it's Nate, and he's our friend. We give him the Corvus leadership. Everyone gets the power, including the person who does the dazing, and we're going to add in a line where this does not get included in your five tactics card.
1: Oh. But no, it has to be on him.
0: Yeah, it has to be on him. Okay, not included in the five tactics cards. So he gets all all five tactics cards, and he gets the power on Corvus
1: as well for doing the dazing or whatever. Okay, I'll I'll take it. Okay, all right. So, but it's got to be a power leadership. That man loves power. It is true.
0: Every 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 round, every round, everyone gains three power. (laughs) Yep. That's, that's Nate's ideal leadership and gains power when they deal damage. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hit us, with, hit us with the last one.
1: Yeah. Our last one is from Rylan. Is there any affiliation or character that you gave up on in your early days of Marvel Crisis Protocol that you might need to play again with the rules update, new affiliations, or maybe just a better grasp of the game itself?
0: Ooh. Character, this is a tough one. That's a tough one. Uh, character I gave up on. I don't give up on any characters. They're all my babies and I love them all equally. Except for Venom. <laughs> I love Venom, but I don't play I that often. I, I don't actually play that often, but I didn't give up on him. Uh, who did I give up on that I think is better now? You know, who probably is that be- I gave up on a while ago and I think needs to be revisited? And we kind of talked about her very, very briefly. I think Wasp. Okay. Yeah, I think that... I mean, she doesn't have any new affiliations because I think whenever someone gets added to an affiliation, I immediately start thinking about them. But I do think that she... I think she offers a lot more than people give her credit. The only thing that really holds her back is the the transformation makes her completely out of the extract game. But now thinking more about characters like... Um, you know, Steve Rogers, Captain America, Steve Rogers, you know, where he is essentially not a tactics, uh, extract person, but he could be a secure person. And I don't think I thought about that too much. And I think Wasp could be a secure person. And she just has a lot of really good things to her, like being able to, um, deal damage to somebody and they don't. Gain. Uh, power for the damage dealt. I mean, that's, that's on her builder. Yeah. Like it's a five dice energy builder where the character who is attacked does not gain power for damage dealt. It's pretty freaking cool. And she's got a, th- a, a terrain throw and the pin Particle tactics card is really good. So I, I would go with Wasp. I think if uh, having played this game a lot more since I gave up her in A-Force days, I think she could be a terror
1: Yeah, I can, I can get behind that. My answer here is Taskmaster. I think he, I mean, it might be a little bit past this because I don't know if Shadowlands Daredevil is seeing its heyday or what the deal is there. But I think that Taskmaster is in a really unique spot right now with his martial artist, with his intuitive pattern recognition, especially against all those uh, crazy re rolls that or crazy uh, rapid fires that Shadowlands has. I think he's a character that I probably need to revisit soon. And I mean, he's a rogue agent, so that's cool. And I really like his mnemonic techniques attack where opponents can't modify or reroll their di- dice in the defense roll in the attack. So Taskmaster is my answer. I like Taskmaster. I think, uh, you know, not to go on a
0: tangent about it, but, you know, I've been doing a lot of shield uh, dojoing lately and uh, I, I've, I've been coming more and more around to the idea that the best, uh, possibly the best shield roster could be just a roster that is almost exclusively shield characters and that you kind of pick them out based off of what the scenario and the opponents are and I'm just not good enough at identifying that yet but Taskmaster having that aggressive on tap Ooh. so that you could, you could get shot by a you know, a Shadowland Daredevil character. There's a lot of Rapid Fires out there. You get shot by the Rapid Fire. You dodge with three, then you're dodging with five, and then you aggressive into range two so that now you have five and you're getting counting blanks. And I think that could be valuable. I think he could be pretty decent into Malekith because Malekith has to go into uh, the range so his pierce gets shut off. And then if he tries to attack him again, then it's, he gets two extra dice. Yep. So, uh, so I think he could be pretty good medical. So yeah, I think it's a good choice. I think uh, that's it for our questions. All right. Well, this has been a wonderful uh, episode for me. I hope it was up wonderful for you too, Kenny. Oh,
1: it's always good to talk to you.
0: Uh, I hope everyone out there enjoyed our hot takes, our dojoing and our listener questions. And, Every, everyone out there, have a good night and keep on gaming.